does the role of project management entail um, within an international school setting and, and why is it such an important uh, role? Who'd like to take that one? Johannes, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. I'd love to. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Max, for the question. Um, so my name is Johannes and I'm part of the project management office uh, here at BSJ, British School Jakarta. Um, and to your question, so I think the role of project management in a school is not necessarily much different than project management uh, elsewhere. It's what what makes it more different, perhaps, is the level of experience that that um, that the people involved in these projects, meaning teachers and and school support staff, uh, the level of experience that they bring to the table, which is usually less lesser so than perhaps in in the industry. Yeah, yeah, that's I fully I fully support that. In for instance, in my role as a head of a special project at the World International School of Turin. Um, we also, I mean, I also have to analyze the context and the needs uh, of, um, you know, of, of the school in order to find initiatives or certificates that will contribute to building and enhancing the school's identity, hence its business. And for this to happen, as we are an IB school, it's expected that the project manager holds an extensive knowledge of the educational um, framework and their related practices, I would say. And then from like an external um, aspect, I'm a consultant. And so I go to the school, um, work remotely with them and help them focus on a certain area. So instead of having like a wider whole school approach, like, like Johannes has and and I look at more specific areas, so pastoral care and safeguarding, and work with the school and the leadership team to focus on areas of improvement and then make sure that that action is happening over, say, a year-long period. Because some schools don't have the ability to have uh, someone on campus full-time uh, due to finances or just logistics of the role, um, and trying to find people experienced and willing to take on that role within a school setting, um, I imagine is quite difficult. Um, but in terms of why is this so important, I think that what happens in schools is teachers have their teaching load, which is extremely important. The focus on the students is vital. And then they're asked to add on and keep adding on. And, you know, we want to improve this area. Can you do that as well? And so by hiring the project manager, you're allowing the step back. You're allowing the person to support, that's our role. All three of us support teachers, the leadership team and the others within the community to build and improve the school um, from like a, an outsider kind of view while still being connected and, and understanding the school setting. I suppose it's good to have that sort of third party perspective, isn't it, from uh, an independent um, person looking looking in. Um, and it'd be great to just sort of have a look at some specific examples of recent projects that each of, each of you have worked on at your school. Um, you can be sort of as general or as um, specific as you like. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to, to learn a, few, a bit about that sort of examples of, kind of the kind of projects that you're working on at the moment. Who'd like to take that one? Yeah, happy happy to go first on that one as well. Um, so, obviously, a school of uh, of BSJ's size and and scale, um, we've got 
we've got upwards of a dozen probably more projects going on at any given time um and uh and these can range from from very big projects uh we've we've just recently um kind of completed the the initial work so kind of the project phase of of setting up uh, the partnership with Manchester City Football Club um which is now kind of transitioned into uh, into operations so to say so into into a multi-year um, partnership but setting all of that up was definitely a project in the sense um as well as small things like renovation work upgrading classrooms all of that is happening um pretty much all the time well may i say as as wins is relatively a new school as we opened in 2017 so the most significant project so far, I would say it's the Africa uh, certification, which means Athletes Friendly Education Center. So in accordance with the, with the Ivy, because the, the WINS is an Ivy school, Africa uh, certification allows uh, uh, the school to welcome really engaged athlete students, which is amazing because we provide them with a flexible MYP and DP timetable to ensure that balance between their demanding sports schedule and the challenging uh, academic achievements because sometimes, I mean, or very often in, in a certain educational scenarios, it's an either or, but you can still be a, a very engaged uh, athlete and at the same time, a, a great student as well. And what was very amazing that we were the first athlete school in Italy. So that was really uh, something to be proud of. And of course, uh, our students benefit from this quite a lot. I think congratulations to the both of you because it feels like you're doing such like new and, and inspiring things to get think, like kids excited about being active. And so for me, it's also similar, uh, student well-being and making sure that you're not just trying random things, but that data is really pushing what you're doing with the school. And so we're working on um, surveying students regularly and taking in the data from the health center and counseling departments and using that data to look for trends um, and, and then areas of growth. And so workshops for students, but also workshops and professional development for faculty and staff to look for key things that are children are, are struggling with at the moment and so that's already seeing improvements within the, the student body and the culture that is creating of students raising their voices when they're concerned about themselves or concerned about their their peers fantastic and it'd be great to yeah learn a little bit more of those sort of um, other other projects that you mentioned there um and and so with regards to you know for example building that project with manchester was it manchester city you said Yes, Manchester City. Yeah. Um, sort of, you know, as, as an example for that, how, how do you build a, an effective project management process for that, for example? And at least the example you mentioned as well, and, and, and team too. So what are some of the sort of practical and actionable strategies um, that you have implemented that maybe someone listening to this um, could, could take on board in their own school um, that you've implemented in your own sort of educational context and, and projects? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I think the Manchester City project is actually probably one of the one of the reasons and one of the big projects that actually led to BSJ realizing we need a project management office, uh, project management team, process framework, what, whatever you want to call it, because we we didn't have it, um, and and it um, 
it led to certain um, difficulties and, and struggles while trying to set up a project of, of that size and, 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 and manage it efficiently. So um, to come back to the question of what, what are the best practices, I think by setting up a framework, by setting, by first of all, um, setting up a, a small team, uh, the project management office here at BSJ consists of two people, myself and, and one other. Um, but by having us as the central point of, um, of initiation or of origin for all projects, meaning anyone who, who wants to raise a project um, needs to come through the, the PMO um, and we, uh, we report directly to the school's leadership. So it, it provides this level of visibility um, that wasn't there before. Um, and that's, that's kind of one of the main, the main gains perhaps of, of having such a framework. Uh, I, I would add, um, generally speaking, uh, for instance, to me, it, it's a very, very important observation of the current practices and the tools involved in school, because that really gives you an idea of where you are at the moment. And uh, yeah, to keep very fluent and open communication with the coordinators and the teachers to understand what the needs are, because sometimes you start with an idea and then you have to end up with something else because situation changes, especially in schools where <laughs> everything is so dynamic and sudden <laughs> very often. And uh, at the same time, like I would encourage to monitor kind of like um, educational environments to see, to be really up to date with uh, what is happening around you. And uh, then of course we have to analyze the project sustainability and understand uh, to what degree, you know, there is a budget involvement. Uh, balance uh, the, the, let's say the new content with the current staff workload, which is always never ending. So you really have to be careful how to land the news. And then I would say to identify the key members for the implementation of, of, of the project and mostly define the tools of assessment within a specific timeline. Uh, I think this is a very realistic uh, approach because uh, you, you need to have this sort of a framework and then let's see what happens. But it's important to have a structure, a, pr a procedure um, in, the, in, in, in place Th that makes you feel like, okay, this is the direction, but at the same time, I have to monitor what's happening. So this is how I, how I handle it, how we handle it. I think you've both hit... <clears throat> most of the the key points um leaving nil for me to talk about but i think um <laughs> i think the um <clears throat> the clear timeline and making sure that the projects are transparent so even when you're talking of sensitive topics of safeguarding and you know the the high risk pastoral needs of students especially within boarding contexts that you are trying to be as transparent as 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 you can with the changes that might be coming um, you know, to when you're changing policy and procedures that affects everybody on the on the campus, on the in the community and making sure that as soon as those conversations start happening, you start feeding that information into the community, because the last thing you want is people to be pushing back against something that is so important for the improvement of the school and moving things forward. Um, I think the other thing is that a project management role is is never done. Um, you know, a school is always changing, has to always change, always has to look for improvements. And sometimes that is difficult um, when people 
have been set in a certain way for so long. And so it's about making sure those relationships you build with the community are strong enough um, to get them to buy in and, and to be supportive of, of those projects moving forward. You touched on a really interesting point there, Laura, around, you know, building, um, yeah, getting buy-in from the community. And, and that sort of leads nicely onto my next question around um, culture and obviously international schools based all over the world. Um, you know, do, does the culture or region that that school is based um, maybe play a part in developing an effective project management process? Um, is, are there potential cultural differences with regards to sort of how, how, how certain schools, regions see this process um, from your experiences? Shall I just jump straight into this Go one? For it. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the back end of the last one. I think um, building that buy-in um, to, for the school, for the for the faculty, for the students to support those projects. Um, in a lot of schools, we push student voice. And so making sure that it's not just we take your feedback and we're done. Um, that they need the comeback afterwards uh, so that they can understand that their voice actually matters and that they're going through that process. In some countries, that can be difficult. Uh, culturally, it's not acceptable to, um, for students to question a teacher. Um, and so making sure that students feel open enough to share their opinions um, and that those opinions are valid and, and want to be heard um, can be a challenge and that goes the same for teachers in international schools it can be um, or in in a host country school uh, it can be difficult to get people to speak up and, and share their opinions um, I think building those trusting authentic relationships is is key um, research shows that it's is key to any change in a school being successful um, and then cultural sensitivity um, how we have those discussions, the language we use um, with faculty, staff, the leadership, the way we, um, the tone of how we present the information can really have a different effect on how it's taken in. You can have, you know, people up in arms of, of what you're trying to say when really when you break it down and, and had, have one-on-one -on -one conversations, they would be on board. And so you do have to be really sensitive on, on how you're discussing the things that impact them, um, especially when the impact is in the classroom or on the sports field. Um, and we sit back and we don't really feel that impact um, so personally as, as they will in the future. Yeah, I fully agree, especially if we see that schools are characterized by cultural dishonest by nature because they, you know, usually stuff from, come from uh, every part of the world. Plus you have to consider the context you're operating in. So to use like IB words to an understanding where you are in place in time becomes really vital because your actions have an impact on the adults and foremost on the children, which are, you know, our priority. So, and, uh, and business-wise, for example, if I think about Turin, which is our city, it's very, very conservative. So this really has to be kept in mind when you, when you face families and when also you try to involve the extended community because it, that's not easy. So it's different levels of uh, a cultural approach. So it's quite challenging. But yes, indeed, that's, that's vital. Yeah, I, I totally agree to uh, what, what Laura and Elisa have both said. And 
And I think to add on to that, on top of the basically culture of, let's say, the, the host country plus, plus the, the different cultures of all the, of all the people working here, um, the other context, and I, I, I guess I mentioned it in the beginning, is, is, the, is, is due to the level of perhaps experience and exposure that people working in schools typically have with, with let's say, corporate culture, with project management um, culture. Um, which which may be lower than than what they have in the industry. So so it is important that we as the the PMO the the PM team we're not seen as adding more work onto onto what is already a very stressful job, but as a, as a supportive function, something that that helps people to realize the projects and and realize basically the the dreams that they have for for the school and and for the community. Um, so that's. That's on top of all the cultural uh, nuances that uh, that need to be taken into account. And we touched on some of the <clears throat> the challenges there, um, and it'd be great to to hear a bit about how you've maybe overcome those. Um, so, of those, some of those challenges that you faced, maybe that you've mentioned here, um, or maybe another thing that you can think of. Um, how, how did you overcome these these challenges? Um, and maybe panning out, what are, what are maybe some of the wider challenges faced by project management members? that you've heard of, um, you know, maybe with talking with peers uh, from different international schools, for example. Um, yeah, it'd be great to, to, to hear your thoughts and insights around that. Uh, well, <laughs> I would say, so. of course, there are some challenges and to make it in a funny way, sometimes you can rate, you know, on your colleagues uh, face the expression, oh, here she comes again. And we're like, okay, <laughs> what is she up to? Okay, they don't say it, but you can feel it. But uh, yeah, because of, of course it's understandable, their stuff has never ending workload. So I think that uh, a, a good way to approach and to keep relationship smooth because that's what we want, because it's not just getting to the goal, but how you get there. Okay, and uh, to hold uh, and to display ability to prioritize tasks and understand when the when it is the right moment or to make announcements. And I believe that the more you involve people in your project in explaining them, so not just sending out instructions, okay, so that they feel part of, of the uh, of the project. It's a matter of. It's a relational game working in school. So even if you are the head of the project, this you know you have to have a very smooth approach. And as I said, if you involve them, um, it's a lot easier that they come on board with you, and uh, uh, they're more keen to accept more workload because that's what we're talking about. So there has to be a sort of strategy in human relations. I, I feel that's very that's very important I can go yeah <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, different from from the others I'm working remotely predominantly um, with schools and so that can be challenging um, because what you miss out on is those passing conversations the the observations that can happen just like as you're walking around and so you have to be very um, direct and and be able to schedule time to meet with people, um, which can be challenging because sometimes that, you know, oh, another thing added on to my list of things to do. Um, 
But what I am seeing, though, is, is also a benefit of it. Um, people within the community reaching out who maybe wouldn't because of the concern of being seen talking to, to someone who's making changes at the school. And so that has given opportunity maybe for others to raise voices um, about areas of concern that they want to see improvements in that wouldn't do so um, normally. Um, and I think suggestions would be allowed to add some space between a PM who is on the ground and um, and the faculty and so that there is that space for them to come to you um, and feel safe uh, in doing so, um, especially if the, the projects that they're raising are ones of more higher level um, concern that they wanna see improvements in. Um, I think one of the other things that I have found uh, challenging sometimes is the conversations I'm having, I go from student to board members um, and, and back down and somewhere in the middle. And so you're trying to make sure that the board are understanding what is actually happening on the ground, but that has to be done in a delicate way. And, and then the students need to know why um, boards make decisions to that affect them in a certain way. And so that can be challenging. But again, that open transparency um, and forward thinking and, and just the opportunity to, to talk things through um, and for people to ask questions, I think uh, is vital to see those improvements happen and to, to lower those challenges for everybody involved. Comms is, comms is king, I suppose, isn't it? It's a common theme, right? Um, and yeah, if everyone's in, in, in the conversation and knows why a decision is being made, or being taken or, or thought about, then um, it's just so much so much easier, isn't it, to get something through? Um, and uh, yeah, that sort of leads me really nice onto onto my last question actually. And, and looking at obviously, Laurie, you're a consultant, uh, and uh, Johanna, Elisa, um, full time within within the school. Um, obviously, and we've seen the benefits of of, of both. Um, and and should a dedicated project management specialist um, team be something every 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 school should think about or obviously there are real benefits of having that sort of third party um sort of uh, independent look at it as well as, as a consultant so um yeah it'd be great to get your thoughts on that as to how maybe you think project management within international schools is is heading um via more consultative or, or more sort of dedicated in-house um, project management teams um, yeah, I'm happy to go on this one. Uh, so I think um, for a school of the scale and, and size of, of BSJ, uh, um, we have um, around 1,400 students. Um, and, and, and what adds to that is we have a very, very large campus. So there's, there's always work to be done. Um, certainly, there's, there's massive benefit to having um, a dedicated team. Does that need to be internal, external? I think um, the jury is still out. But um, the the benefits of having someone um with the with the required um experience and knowledge to to kind of guide the processes and, and guide the people um who who have other jobs <laughs> to be fair um, and 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 therefore whose whose goal of getting the project done is is definitely there but it, it might just be a matter of time and resources as well so to have to have someone uh, either a person or, or a team um, available um, to to help, to support, to to give the guidance. Um, I, I can't see how that wouldn't be of benefit. 
Yeah, I highly recommend it regardless of the size of the school. Of course, the bigger the school is, the more necessary it becomes. But uh, what is absolutely clear is that this role, this figure saves time for principals and coordinators uh, because we work as a as, as a bridge, you know, and uh, so we're um, able to take action uh, from K to grade 12. So uh, um, it's really a, a, an important um, an important role to have in school. For instance, if I think uh, about the office certification, when I used to be the, the school director, I would have had to, to squeeze the, the, the project within my other duties. So it's quite easy to understand how, how a relief you know, that would be and how the school would benefit it, it really in the short run, because the, I think that the, um, the benefits you can, you can uh, feel them and uh, leave them in, in um, quite, quite quickly. Okay. So yeah, I, I would encourage schools to get organized uh, in, in this way. I think I was quite surprised to see that, um, you know, it's, it's quite a new thing. Like it's not something that we've even found within the network that is, you know, there's not a lot of us um, working in this area. And I think that is something that schools need to be thinking of, um, especially, you know, you have your accreditation and your reaccreditation and your five year plan for the next accreditation. And those things are happening. And so maybe schools are thinking, well, we have that evaluation, like, um, and we know where we're going to be, but for a project manager who's either based in the school or external like I am to come in, um, we keep the strategic planning um, of the school moving forward. We keep um, checking off things as it's going and looking for areas of improvement. Um, everything we've talked about today is about improving the experience for students, um, whether it's the facilities or the, the experience within the classrooms. Um, I think it's invaluable really um, to have that person there to support um, the tenure for a head of school is like currently two years, um, you know, and, and then they're replaced. And if a project manager can keep that head of school in that role and support them um, leading, then I think, you know, it's something that international schools, state schools should be looking at um, more seriously to, to have in place. Yeah, and maybe if I can just add, add one more comment on that, um, is that perhaps when schools are looking at, at putting in place a, a dedicated role, a dedicated resource to, to manage projects, it might seem as an, as an overhead expense at first, but ultimately, hopefully, by having projects managed in a, uh, in a more effective and efficient way, um, you actually get more of what you want rather um, and, and save costs doing so. Uh, instead of thinking about the the personal overhead. Yeah, I fully agree. I would say also as well that it leaves room for like minor projects as well, because sometimes you you get to choose. Okay, um, so you tend to pick the the most significant a uh, project, but while instead, if you have someone who is really dedicated to this job, you can allow yourself to include also the minor ones with some some bit of a creativity because they have time to do that. So th th that's why it's it's important because any 
initiative counts. I mean, it helps uh, building the um, it helps build the, the school's I identity and to involve students. But uh, in, in otherwise, you you have to leave some projects behind because uh, you can't expect uh, uh, too much unless you have someone in charge for for this role. So. Uh, yeah, I would highly recommend that because the benefits are there to be seen by by everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And like you like you all said that it's um you know it, it frees up the the leadership team uh, and and teachers that might be pulled up pulled onto something to to sort of help on um, to free them up to actually do their roles and and yeah obviously with such a a packed schedule that the schools now have especially within international schools all the things going on all the pressures and, and strains that. The teachers and, and senior leaders have then um yeah it, it only makes sense doesn't it especially with the larger schools um, to have that dedicated person in house to sort of keep that direction moving forwards um and like you said it helps to retain retain people as well doesn't it um in in often quite a transient um sector um people moving once every two three years perhaps so yeah fantastic stuff well thank you so much guys for, for adding your thoughts and ideas to this this conversation um Obviously, this is just the start of the, of the conversation around project management in international schools. So perhaps we'll we'll do a part two, uh, maybe bring another other uh, thoughts and perspectives from from different schools as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time, guys, and um, yeah, look forward to to doing another session soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.